Hi there. Hello. We're back. We are. Part two. Sally House. Yep. This is no... Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm Alexa. I'm Ella. And then we have... Me again. I'm Josh. Part two. Yes, he's Woo. back to finish it out because I don't think anyone is surprised that Alexa put in too much information to her research and had to do two parts. I mean, you read like a full-on um, book for this, which... Is not something and I this is not so. even me taking yeah. everything from her book because I want people to go read her book and then like <laughs> we're gonna get into all of the like the paranormal people who went to their house and like while they were still living there like a bunch of people went after the house became vacant. Oh, of course. But like I didn't even include a lot about that because you should just go watch the episodes that involved the Sally house. Mm-hmm. Watch the episodes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but yeah. So there's, like, a ton of ghost hunter shows that have gone there. Like, uh, Ghost so Adventures many. has gone. I'm pretty sure, like, Ghost Hunters. Ghost I haven't seen one. Ghost Hunters in I know forever. that BuzzFeed Unsolved has gone on there. <laughs> oh, um, such a fun episode, too. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so, you know? Mm-hmm. There's a plethora, so if this is not enough for you and you want to see what they were able to capture when people were there, there you go. You Pretty should sure go check Hulu's it out. They're all really fun. a good amount of them. Nice. All right. So for a recap, when we left last time, Tony had just woken up from a dream in which he was getting pulled out of bed only to wake up to find that half of his body oh, was hanging yeah. off of the bed. And then the next day he had blisters in the shape of children's hands where he'd been grabbed in his dream. Yes? Everyone's with me? Yeah. Are we ready? I'm with you, but I don't want to be. I mean, considerably, this one's going to be much less tame than the last one was. Wait, wait. The last he time was tame? He got on fire in the it, last it episode. It was very much like... Like we, cause I'm also I want you guys to know what I am presenting to you as like information right now, is largely Deborah's side of the story. Oh uh -huh. yeah, you were telling me about this freaking uh, story structure you were trying to figure out. Because it's the, like it's the way that she wrote her book. So like when you go through it, she kept journals of her own like times. But there's a lot of things that she didn't find out about until after they moved out of the house. And she just gave Tony, like, his portion of the book to write things as he had been dealing with it. But there was no way for me to know when exactly those were happening. So I couldn't yeah. blend them into the normal storyline. Mm -hmm. So everything I'm saying now is what Deb knew about as it was happening. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, so, um, after that whole situation, this is when it gets a little, it's like, it's playful again. The energy is playful, but in a very annoying way. It would after like- After he gets dragged out of bed. The what? After he gets dragged out of bed. Oh. Yeah. Well, this is, it's not, like, directly after. It's just, um, like, Like, some remote. time passes. And... Yeah, it's, like, 
in in the general timeline, but not directly related to after that dream. So um, they had they bought a new TV and it came with a remote and the remote would just vanish. What? And they would that look would for piss it me for, off so much. Yeah, they would look. They would put it down where they always put it down, and then it would be gone. And they would look everywhere, and they would like look under in the cushions, under the table, under the couch, so and they would just like give up, and then it would be right back where it was supposed to be. No, I don't like that's that. That's so annoying. And the same thing would happen with binkies. Oh, that's just gonna keep. Yeah. So like to the point where Deborah had to say like it's not nice to take the binkies. I need them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I heard a faucet going. It was my computer. Okay. I thought she was supposed okay. to like Taylor, though. Tyler, whatever his name was. Taylor. Um, so yeah, the same thing. Like, she would um, put them down when she was, like, changing Taylor or nursing Taylor or whatever. And she'd put it down, and then she'd, like, go immediately to... And if she wouldn't put it, like, on a ledge where it could fall over. She'd put it, like, in the middle of the bed. And mm-hmm. then it would go missing, and then later she'd find it, like, in the center of the crib, basically. Here you go. And yeah. a lot of other times it would get, like, like tossed out into different things. Although, and, like, side note, there, there was this one binky that at some point gets, like, chucked into a room... And it had, like, a thermometer in the, like, nipple part of the binky. And I was like, that's a very great idea. Because if you would put it in the baby's mouth, and you could tell if they had a fever because they were sucking on this basically a thermometer. Oh. And I was like, that's very, very smart way to do it. Someone already did, didn't they? Probably. (laughs) She said her son didn't like it because the nipple was too hard. Mm. But, oh well. Mm. Um, okay. So, one time... So Tony often fell asleep on the couch. I think it's because he had such trouble sleeping in his room. Um, Mm -hmm. So this was one of the time when he had fallen asleep on the couch. And Deborah had plucked, had like put a blanket over him. And then I think she had gone upstairs to take a shower or something. And so when she came back down, the remote was placed on top of Tony's legs. And like she could tell that he hadn't found it and put it back on because he was still tucked up the way that she had put him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's like, oh, where'd you find the remote? And he was like, I didn't. You put it there. And she's like, no, I didn't do that at all. And he's um, like, no, you touched my shoulder and you said, here's your remote, Tony. And she's like, I wasn't here. And then he starts freaking out and then like, Deborah couldn't really, like, do it. She's like, I don't really know what you want me to say. I didn't put the remote there. Man. Um, they, they probably have, like, no sex because of Sally. Why is this what you're thinking? <laughs> I'm just thinking of, like, how disruptive, like, and then they're both tired because of all the annoyance and they're dealing with the baby. And, like, the moment they're like, okay, hey, how you doing, honey? Sally's like, no, we're not go gonna, deal with shit. Like, we're not going to talk about the fact that, like, Deborah's been kind of dismissing everything that Tony's that been doing. That too, yeah. And then, like, there's also the fact that, like, Deborah worked a day shift and Tony worked a night shift, so they weren't oh, so often they weren't at having home sex at the anyways. same time. I just don't know why you're worried about them having sex. There's a lot bigger things going on. I'm just thinking, like, it's a young couple, and yeah. they probably would have sex if not for ghosts. I believe when they moved out. I think when they moved in, Tony was 27 and Deb was 29. 
Okay. And so they lived there for almost two years. Okay. So. Anyway. Anyway, now, clearly, <laughs> that the ma- male's curiosity has been, you I'm know. sorry. <laughs> um... So after that event of the remote being placed onto Tony, Tony started to see an apparition of a woman walking around the house. Um. 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 And he'd often see it out of the corner of his eye, and then he'd always go to see if, like, maybe it had been Deborah, and he would walk in and find Deborah, and she had clearly not been just walking around the house. Oh, this no. feels very AHS story with Moira when she shows up as like the the young housemaid yeah and that kind of goes with what my, my stupid line of thinking which is like the ghost is trying to get with tony now i don't know <laughs> but there's definitely some weird things and i don't entirely understand even after reading everything it's a very interesting so i want to know where you guys end up going to um so later on one evening tony's brother george decided it would be a great rich um, idea to do a, like, relaxed seance. <laughs> a relaxed seance? Like, they didn't really set it up properly. They, like, they did light they the never candle, do. but it wasn't, like, bright. And they just kind of were, like, hanging out at the dining room. <laughs> so it wasn't really a seance. And he, but, like, he came over with, like, an intention and was like, I have an idea. And then Deborah was like, okay, what? And he's like, just follow Mr. my, Brad, follow my lead. Idea. That was ba- he was just like go with it, okay. and they just were like chilling at the dining room, and then they like well like we should light a candle, and it's yeah, like yeah yeah, uh, <laughs> no I don't understand. All right. no, um, no. So there wasn't a ton that happened. This was the time when the thermometer binky got chucked into the room um, at the and it happened at the end. But the biggest thing is they were all sitting at the table, and. I think George brought over some friends and one, like the male friend, I think it was a couple, was looking at Tony and just watched his forehead split open and start bleeding. Oh. Um. And so he ended up having two scratches on his forehead that were bleeding, but he had one in his hairline that looked significantly deeper and worse, but was oddly not bleeding. I don't like any of this. No. It's very weird. And so then, and then after that, the binky went flying. It had been in a different room, so it had clearly had an arc that they could tell, like, it had been thrown. I don't like Um, this. Why are we doing this again? Why are we doing this case? Because this is our podcast and we do spooky things. (laughs) And you say you get tired of me when I do true crime. (laughs) Oh, Okay. Um, Next is something that has still never been able to be explained to this day. What is it? Lovely. So, um, Tony worked in some type of grain factory. I don't really, I tried to find, and I even went to the Atchison, like, city directory to try and figure out where he had worked at, but all they talked about was something to do with, like, Grain elevators and stuff. And grain like elevators? Few, like, apparently it's, like, a big silo, and there's, like, many of them stacked together. You said grain. Together, I heard And they're grain. all connected like, with this, the like, fuck? hallway. I'm thinking, like, Footloose. I don't know. I can't explain what it is because they never outright said what Tony did. Wait. Oh, I think there's one up on 
I five closer to like uh, the sure to the five um, between like Sacramento and uh, like Williams or something like that. Okay. So I think I know what he's talking about. So yeah, anyway, so like they were, and it was all these elevators of grain and they were connected with this really long hallway and then Tony worked at the end of it in like an office. And so, I don't like um, where this is going. And everything is enclosed, like everything's enclosed. And so a co-worker stopped to talk to Tony when suddenly a gust of wind ripped open the office door and then rushed past them towards the window and blew the whole thing out. Whoa. Like, the frame and all went, like, crashing down to the ground. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, and so, like, there was no way, because when Deborah explains it in the book, she says that, like, the wind would have had to travel and turn a corner and then keep that same, like, power to then go into the office and break out the window. Man, that so is she's writing this book after everything demon. happened, which means she's getting, like, a different kind of perspective on it. Yeah. Um, but so the gotcha. co-workers started to avoid Tony at that point, <laughs> and they were switching their shifts to get away from him, and they even started calling him Devil Boy. Oh, that's, oh, that's not so fair. Mean. Like, and, like, also, that means that this thing followed him to his work. Yeah, that's like, like, that's he, like the Japanese ghost stories. Well, and, like, he's got no respite. Like, he goes home, and no one believes him, and he would go to work, and he'd get to be just a normal dude, and now he this thing happened at work, and now none of his co-workers want to be around him. So, my it's isolating again. narrative like, instinct tells me, like, oh, he's gonna die, but he wrote in the story. Yeah. Um, another case of, um... The ghost moving is eventually they went to go visit Deborah's family who lived somewhere. I think they went to go to Karen's, where Deborah's, uh, which was Deborah's sister, and her dad, I believe, lived up there too. And they ended up having some weird ghosty things that showed that Sally had followed them on their trip. And it was even confirmed by Barbara when they were like, because weird stuff happened. So they called and they were like, what's going on? Did, did, is it possible that she came with us? And she's like, oh yeah, she went to both. Yeah. They also noticed that some of Taylor's musical toys started to go off on their own and play all through the night. And they would just go off. Like, I know there was, like, definitely, like, at least three different musical toys that started. Namely, one of them was like a musical Mickey. Oh boy. That, um, Deborah <laughs> ended didn't up do it hating. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what would, what was the worst thing was like right around Taylor's first birthday, um, Tony's mother again was like, Please move out of this house. Something is in this house, and I do not like this house. This house yeah. is evil. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. um, Deborah was like, oh, she's just really religious, and she, like, demissed it because she was like, Sally doesn't really do things that are that bad. Because she the way that she's... She has husband open so many times. Because the way that she's seeing things is she's not really experiencing things that way. Mm-hmm. Um... So, at the same time, Taylor had loved this musical clown, and all of a sudden, he was terrified of it. Oh, no. It was one of those, think of Elf, the, like, 
<laughs> like kind of those things. It was one of those, and I'm like, I hate, I hate this fucking club. I hate this on um, so many levels. <laughs> what? No, hey buddy, no, you no. don't look so good. <laughs> It's um, like so, it, and it would get worse. Like so, Deborah was like, "Okay, well, maybe he's associating it with having to go to bed because it used to like they used to like wind it up before bed." So then, what she did was she just stopped winding it up, and that seemed to be okay. And then a few days later, even just looking at the clown made him terrified. Yeah, it makes sense. And he would like push it away, and like he would like run. He'd like crawl onto Deborah, and then like like tremble. What the fuck did Sally do with that fucking clown that made him that terrified of it? I don't know. But um, at one point, Deborah like, got it, and she's like, okay, he hates this toy. And so, like, she took Taylor, and they together put the clown into a paper bag and then put it outside. What? It's gonna come back. And they were like, so that he could understand it's gone. Like, this is not, like, it's going away. It's okay. gonna be. Uh, so I think back for her, house she was morning. trying to show, like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna let it go. Okay. So they threw it away. The toy went, the toy went away. Um, and then randomly, Taylor started waking up screaming in his bed after this. Ooh, baby <gasps> I'm sorry, they would settle. What? They would, they would settle him into his bed, um, only for him to wake up screaming as soon as they started to walk away. Oh man. Um, so they moved him into their bed, and I think on his actual birthday, he was back to sleeping in his bed, and Tony went to put a blanket on top of him while he was sleeping, and it got ripped off of him. And then he put it back, and it got ripped off again. Why the and fuck so did like, you put it back? To the point where Tony, Tony had to be like, stop it. And only then was he able to put the blanket on top of his son. I don't... I don't like this. I don't. I, I'm. I'm really okay. Yeah. So July 9th, when Ella was negative ten. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, negative ten exactly. Yeah. Um, Tony had laid to bed after work. Uh, after he went to work on the night shift, and um, he like she had said like go go to bed, go sleep, and. Then she was playing with Taylor, I think in the nursery or in the hallway, and she heard him groaning in their room. Who was? Tony was. <laughs> no. Okay. And, no. No, 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 um, no, no. And then the groan started to turn into, like, weird calls for Deb, and she would be like, what? And, like, he wouldn't respond. Something is wrong. How does, how does she not get the feeling that, like, this isn't right? Or that right? he could be dying and he's trying to call for help. I don't know. But, so, she would say, like, what, and not get anything, and, like, like, it kept going, where he would, like, call out to her, and she would say what, and, like, wait. And so, like, it was about the fourth or fifth time when she finally is just like, okay, what? And she goes inside, and when she opens the door, she finds him laying T-pose on the bed, with his palms facing down. And he can't get up. He can't, he's not moving. Um, so, she rushes toward- <laughs> I'm really trying to figure <laughs> that out- That is like, not T-pose. That? that is, like, walk like an Egyptian. Oh, like that. T-pose. You said T-pose, I thought T-pose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, let's explain I was like, this. why are you, like, I'm scaling a Tony, building? Tony, what are you doing? I'm a teapot. <laughs> Help. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so 
So he's in a T pose, <laughs> like a big uppercase T, okay? Um, I'm aware. And so okay. she rushes to him, and when she, like, gets to the side of the bed, he gasps, gasps for air as if he'd been holding it for a long time. Oh, he um, probably couldn't breathe. And so he tells her that he'd been sleeping, and he had um, saw specks of dust by the window that were collecting, and then they, like, slowly formed the figure of a woman. Nope. Um... And then suddenly she was in front back. of him at the bottom of the bed, and the door, the bedroom I, door, was oh. slammed. And then the drawer of the nightstand would open and close and open and close and open and close. And then all of a sudden she lunged for his face, and then like reached an arm towards him that was covered in black lace gloves. No. And said, "I'm gonna get." And then her voice trailed off. Gonna get what? Wait, what was that? Can you repeat that? He tried to get to the door, and, um, like, he even, like, in his brain, he remembers getting up and, like, reaching for the door, and then everything was just gone. But he doesn't remember how he got back onto the bed at all. I really hope it was not get some. Cause, like... Why are you so concerned about the sex? Cause the ghost is trying to (laughs) homewreck. I don't think that that counts. Okay. Oh shoot! Then it's even worse. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Oh, he boy. also said that when the ghost was forming, it, he it sounded like so many voices speaking at the same time. Oh no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um. Another day, everyone is in the bathroom together, and Deborah is bathing. Taylor, while Tony is shaving at the sink. No. And Deborah hears a moan in the hallway, and like no one responds to it. And so she's like, Did you hear that? And then Tony like looks at her like with wide eyes and is like, Thank God you heard it too. Okay. Like that, that's it. Like it was validated. Like, like, like you'll find out that Tony had been hearing things that Deborah hadn't also heard, so he had stopped saying stuff when he heard oh. things. <laughs> So when she finally heard something, he was like, oh my god, thank you. I thought I was fucking crazy. Nah, dude. Well, because she's just been invalidating him this whole yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> Most likely unintentionally, it seems. Not but any words of affirmation. Nope. The night after that, Tony was taking Taylor to bed. When um, they got to the room, Taylor immediately started staring at the mobile. And he started whimpering. And um, when Tony put him in the crib, he immediately, like, stretched out his hands and was like, no, like, like grabbing for Tony. And so Tony was like, nope. And he picked up the baby and he went back downstairs. See, that's, that's a smart mm-hmm. move. <laughs> um, so at this, this is the time when the TV shows start coming in because Barbara was in California and she was t- hearing... Like, she would teach lectures, kind of like the way that Ed and Lorraine did in, like, the Conjuring movies where they would go do talks about their experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... Speaking of which, the third one comes I know, out next I month. I for HBO to put it on there for Plug free. in for that. Um, <laughs> so Barbara was getting um, people, like, shows were interested in their story because of how Barbara was presenting it. And so there was, there was a number of shows that wanted to come, and um, 
both of them were both kind of like, uh, do we want a show to come in? But like, Deb came from the place of like, well, maybe they'll be able to give us answers. And so um, yeah. they ended up going with... Like, you know, professionals and whatever. They ended up going with the smaller show, which is called Sighting. So if anyone wants to look it up, those that's what it's called, Sighting. Um, Imagine being that group and, like, getting that house oh before gosh. anyone else Especially does. Especially considering they were the smaller show. So, mm-hmm. like, not only did they, yeah. like, <laughs> give somebody this house, but they gave a small group this house. Yeah. Like, that, they really, like, launched that show, probably. Like if they gave Tubi an exclusive oh, for or sure. something like that. Um, so they would eventually come four times because of how much activity they captured when they were there. Yeah, no shit. Um, so the activity was largely just items getting thrown or moving around, but most of it was, like, scratches appearing on camera on Tony's body. Oh, boy. And, like, Tony was always really against the people coming and definitely against people coming back. And he always, like, got the worst of it, and they would have horrible fights each time Deborah had to say, so they they want to come back, and I kind of want them to come back too, and he would all, they would have horrible horrible fights about it. He'd probably be like, okay, this scar is from when they came over this time, and that's from this instance. That just like going down the list. That's not why he didn't want people to come. But Ella, what were you gonna say? Oh, I cut you off. Sorry. In the Ghost Adventures episode, there is like. There's a couple of clips where Tony will, like, visibly get scratched, and he's like, I don't want to be here. I remember it on Ghost Adventures, because I'm pretty sure, sure they called, they asked him to come back for it, and, like, he went inside for, like, 10 to 15 mm-hmm. minutes, and he got scratches in the house at, during that time. It was the minute they went down to the basement, too, I don't I think, think the house has a basement. They have a basement. They do? I don't remember this. They have a basement? Is that yeah, where the laundry I'm pretty sure it does. Maybe? I don't know. I the think so, the but that's where some shit went down, from what I remember. Oh boy. It's with the uh, it's in the BuzzFeed episode where he goes in a salamander in a pointy hat. Oh, oh boy. It's it's that moment. Yeah. Um so the second time that the show came, they brought the host of the show, which he never went to places. Really? But he decided he wanted to come see this house. I don't know why. I mean, I do, but I'd be like, if I saw, like, if I ran, like, a paranormal (laughs) show and I was mostly just like, ooh, spooky, and then they showed me this house that had, like, crazy shit happening, I'd be like, the fuck? Yeah. Keep me away from there. I'm never going. It's probably some Ryan Seacrest skeptic, and then he's like, I'm a believer. Yeah, I don't know. Um... And they also brought, the third time they brought a paranormal researcher, like a psychic at the same time. Um, But when they came the second time, they also brought a paranormal researcher who was supposed to be like the expert at debunking stuff. Okay. And he thought the whole thing in the house was horseshit. Really? And he thought everything was horseshit. And it really pissed off Tony and Deborah. And like, I think he even went on like interviews saying that like it wasn't that bad in the house. Well, of course, I'll, there's always going to be one person who does that. And wow. Capitalize off of that. Yeah, so they never let rude. him come back. They were just like, no. 
Yeah. So the third time they came, Tony was super against it, but they, the show sold their third time coming as we're going to send you a psychic because he's seen what is going on and he's very concerned about your safety. Yeah. And so he wants to come in and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy was much better. Smart, smart. But, um, and he, he, like, they could see him talking to people, but it wasn't, like, more things, and I want you guys to either read Deborah's book or go watch it to see what actually happened. But, um, so yeah, so Tony did not want more people coming, but, like, the reason that he didn't want people coming was he was really afraid that people would think they were lying, um, and he didn't want people to say what he was going through was not real. Or, like, take away Taylor. Yeah. I don't think they were worried about that. I just think that they didn't want... They were very concerned about, like, their neighbors finding out. And so I think even on, like, the first few uh, episodes, they gave Tony a spotlight so that he wasn't directly there. But the people that knew him were still able to figure out that that was him. Yeah, and didn't, like, the neighbors come over one day? It was like, hey, here's something for your ghost problems. Like, yeah, I just think, I don't know, they just definitely, they didn't want to be spectacles, I think. That was, like, his biggest thing, that like he didn't want people to not believe in him, and, um, and then, like, and, uh, he also felt that it was getting worse every time people came, and he just kept getting targeted more and more each time. So during the third visit, Tony was scratched again, but they formed the letters M.C., and, like, there, I think there was a previous owner from a long time ago with, like, MC something. Like, the C was the middle name, so they wondered if maybe it was that guy. Hmm. Don't know. Um, it was in response, the letters were in response to the psychic trying to ask for a name. Oh. Um, and then when he kept pushing it, he kept saying, like, I keep getting something, but all I'm getting is the letter B. Like, tell me your name. And then, as soon as he asked that, Tony's shirt lit on fire. Like, in flames in fire. What is the deal with Sally in fire? What the fuck? Yeah. It's like... Um, the fourth visit was an overnight stay. They stayed for 24 hours. And the biggest thing that you guys need to know from that is that in those 24-hour visit, Tony was attacked 11 times. Oh my gosh. Holy shit. And the house, that poor the house man. is still intact. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just see- predicting this oh, is yeah. all just going to burn. No, the house is still there. Um. Yep. Oh. Oh. I, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. Um, but we're reaching the end of Deborah's side of the story because the night after the last sighting shooting, so the 24 hours, they were approached by a woman who said that she had a shaman guide on the other side and was just really inspired to help them get rid of the negative energies that had settled into their house. Good. Um, she did, she's like, they were like, um, okay, and she's like, okay, I need to go get my stuff to prepare, I'll be back in a few hours. Also, I'm going to be dressed in traditional Native American garb. Oh, hell yeah. 
Yeah. She was native, right? I'm assuming so. I hope they so. They never said that it was like, they don't really say much about this woman, but, um, so yeah, she came back and she was in the dressings and I don't know which type of native she is or was Can- or Kansas. was. Kansas. I could look up what nations are in Kansas Is it Cherokee? Because uh, I know, isn't like Oklahoma Cherokee territory? Well, there's like a thousand nations in the U.S. Cherokee's from all over the place now. We will pause for Josh to... Oh, no, oh you can keep talking. No, because then you're going <laughs> to interrupt when you find it. I, I mean, I was going to wait. Some of the most well-known ones are the, Ara- the Arapaho, uh, the Cheyenne, Comanche, Kansa... Kiowa, Osage, or Osage, Pawnee, and Wichita, uh, some of the biggest federally recognized nations, they're calling them tribes, which is not cool. Um, Oh, they're talking about Thomas Jefferson. (laughs) Getting off topic. Okay, so one of those (laughs) is a possibility. Um, Or even many more. Or and many more. So we don't know which one. I'm very sorry, but they did not give a ton of details about this lady. But she did show up in a white leather dress that was adorned with beads, turquoise, silver, and feathers that she had made herself. That's kick-ass. Yeah, I think it's cool. And they said it was a very, very beautiful dress. Oh, it would be. The beading was immaculate. Oh, yeah. Um, Native American bead art is like... Mm-hmm. So intricate. Um, so when they were about to start, the lady said that it could make things worse when they start. Um, and then Deborah remember feeling like the house was already very menacing. Yeah. So first she smudged the house, and then all together they sat in a circle at the top of the stairs. Um, so then she started meditating and she spoke of the spirits there. She seemed to find three. One was a very perfect gentleman who was confused, but would eventually cross over. The next was a woman who was hiding. And then there was Sally. Okay. Um, I have a very bad feeling about this. Yeah, me too. So, um, and Sally looked frightened in a corner of the nursery and so like where she normally was so the lady asked if they wanted her to get rid of sally and then deborah was like i don't know oh um so the lady (laughs) the lady said okay sally can stay and if you ever want me to get rid of her you know where i'll be um so they prayed and then she died and then she died no (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they prayed and they visualized a very bright, warm, heavenly light in each room. Downstairs was a breeze, as was the nursery, but getting the light to shine in the hallway and the master bedroom took forever. And like, um, she said this is where the woman's spirit was hiding and did not want to go. Sounds, oh, well, because that's where... Um... Uh, just relating it to, like, um, the possessions kind of stuff I've seen. Yes, some go away pretty quickly, and some take a lot of work. Like, it was a very big challenge. And then the what started happening was that Tony started wincing, 
And um, basically this woman was like, the way he felt it was standing behind him, slashing at his back. That jerk. Um, And so they're like, do you want us to stop? And he's like, no, I want this to be done. And then the like, the native woman was like, if we stop now, she could just get worse because she's pissed now. Yeah, just keep going. Um, so they were finally mm-hmm. able to get the woman to move on and Hell they yeah. said a closing prayer and then when they turned to Tony to look at him, he had eight deep scratches on the like top of his shoulders at the back of his neck. So like where like go down your neck where there's that bump all over there. And you Gosh. there's pictures of it in Deborah's book. I don't know if you could find them online. But they just look really red and mean. Dude, the scars this guy has what now the... if he's still alive. Yeah, yeah, this poor know. man. He's, he's still alive. Of everything. As far as we know, or? Well, when he he was showed up in the Ghost Adventures <laughs> one, so oh, like he's so... they're older, yeah, but he he's there. still fine. As long as he made it through COVID. Again, pretty sure he's Italian. I I think he is, and he's very. When I saw him on Ghost Adventures, he is like a big kind of beefcake of a man very very strong <laughs> yeah like i just that's kind of the impression that i get from him i we should know. go back and rewatch so that. the lady also gave them instructions on how to keep smudging and if they needed to they could call her for help that's awesome so now we're gonna get to tony's side of things because, oh boy and so i'm not entirely sure where all of these pieces happen and i don't know if the smudging happened before the bigger thing or after it as the residual energy or if this was already going on when they were thinking about moving out so we haven't even hit the climax yet there's just a lot of other stuff that happens to tony but i have no way of knowing how and when what the time period is yeah right um so he he says that the house always scared the hell out of him, um, and like at one point he even worried that he needed an exorcist. Yeah. Um, he was constantly afraid, and he was terrified that it would get tired of messing with him and move on to either Deborah or the baby. Yeah. Okay, whenever he or his mother would talk with to Deborah. With concerns about the house, she, like, never really... This is all Tony talking to. He's like, she never really listened to us. Like, Tony felt that they had such different experiences, and to him it seemed that she really wanted to experience it, whereas he just wanted everything to go away. Um, mm-hmm. And she would always say, like, we can't leave Sally without helping her. Like, what would... What kind of people would we be to leave this girl on her own? But she didn't give any solution? Um, I just think, like, she... In the book, she talks a lot about, like, her paternal instinct, and, like, maybe it was, like, kind of a gimmick that she had just had a baby, so she felt very strongly about protecting Sally. Okay. Um, don't really know. And he would, he pleaded with her, like, multiple times about moving out of the house. And when she continued to not listen to him, he just started keeping things to himself. Um, that sucks. And he felt very alone much of the time in the house. That's Oof. awful. Um, he also said that had it been the other way around and it had been her dealing with all this stuff, he would have gotten her out of the house immediately. Yeah. For sure. 
Um, so during his experience, he did, I think, look, maybe this was after it, but he looked at two other people's experiences with living with ghosts, and he compares his time in the house to that of Amityville. Um, as, as Amityville was depicted to oh, the public, because I know, like, a lot of people think Amityville was faked. Or a lie to get attention. I don't know. I haven't looked into Amityville very much. Conjuring 2? Um, no, they just barely touched on it in the It's on our one. list. Okay. So, like, it wasn't... They did do Amityville, but they didn't really show a lot of it in the second Conjuring movie. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he compared him, his own experience to that of Amityville... And it terrified him because in every other situation that looked like his that he could find, it ended with dead family members. Yep. What face are you making? <laughs> yeah, look, you're like, huh? He puts it that he felt like evil was wrapping around his every thought, and he spent every day praying. Dude. Um, he dealt with oh, a lot buddy. of... In- I feel so bad for him. I know. I, I I feel so bad for Tony. Like, it's just, that must have really been a horrible time in his life. Yeah. Um, he dealt with a lot of internal issues. Like, he didn't feel man enough because he was scared and he was seeing that Deborah was constantly not scared of the ghost in the house. It's the 90s. Um, toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he thought about sometimes just like, ghosting them and, like, taking off. Like, he was that scared. He was just gonna leave Deborah and the baby and, like, disappear. Damn. Oh, shit. Um, this is a strong man, like, for being able to push through all yeah. this bullshit. And eventually he even would start to question if he was sane or not. Well, yeah. I, that's totally logical that he would do that. And what the worst times for him was when the activity would stop and then he'd feel even more insane because he's like maybe i was just hallucinating everything that was happening making it up the entire time and i don't know what's going on anymore ouch um so yeah tony didn't share a lot of his experience with deborah until they moved out so she found out a lot of things in retrospect um and she says her biggest regret Mm -hmm. is not listening to him And she's super disappointed in herself for how she responded. Interesting. Um, With Tony working nights... Again, I still think it's outside influence. She she wonders that, too. And I do, too. So, with Tony working nights, it was always really hard for him to sleep during the day. And so she often wondered if maybe it just was that he was not getting enough sleep, which was leading to him having hallucinations. Um, but all that that would do with her saying that would make Tony doubt himself more. Oh, man. And he started to stop telling her things for fear that he was actually losing it. Oof. I mean, like, with the lack of sleep, it leaves your brain... I feel so bad for him. Oh, what was that? I feel so bad for him. But yeah, with the lack of sleep, like... Like I was saying to you the other day, it just leaves him more vulnerable. And then when you're in a vulnerable vulnerable state that's when demons like to be like ha what up now science can disprove me and now you're stuck yeah and i just definitely think the whole insecurities and self-doubt just definitely did not help him yeah at all so i remember when i mentioned that when they moved into the house he started hearing scratching in the wall that they thought was squirrels 
Apparently that was constant mm-hmm. all the time. And it sounded as if something was that trying to break through insane. the wall. And it only got worse as time went on. Oh. So he was always hearing scratching. Oh, break through the walls of hell or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, he no. would hear conversations that were not happening for everybody else. And it would sound like a multitude of people talking and whispering over each other. And it often came when he was starting to fall asleep. No. So as soon as he would lay down after a while, he would just stare at the ceiling (laughs) and wait for them to start whispering. Like he started to fear being asleep. Yeah. I I felt that when I was dealing with the hellhound shit. Ugh. He was seeing apparitions quite a lot in the house. But what was the worst for him is that they all seemed to look kind of like Deborah. No. And so he started oh, to just wonder oh. what was actually Deborah. Oh my gosh. Dude. Dude. Um, and he, he always thought like so close to losing his mind. Yeah, and he just always felt like these apparitions were demonic. What a powerful himbo. Um he would tell Deborah that he was very scared <laughs> about seeing them and then he would when he would tell her that he saw ghosts he had to watch her get excited about it. Oh. Because she was she was interpreting it as like, oh, you're just seeing fun ghosts in the house. And he's like, no, I'm terrified. This is not Haunted Mansion. <laughs> like, but she was, I told you guys that she had always been interested in the paranormal and in ghosts. So for her, this was fun. And she wasn't the one dealing with the, the problem. She was only seeing, you know, balls on what string they wanted moving to around see. Yeah. and lights flickering and like you know random pranks that weren't that bad sally coming out to socialize um so she does eventually realize that like he pulled away and she could even notice that sometimes tony was not himself um, and she said that was really excruciating for her to watch. Um, and one day while she was at work, it was like 11 and he called her and he was just like, there's something at the bottom of, like at the foot of the bed. Like I, there's just something. And this was after the other time had happened. So he was like terrified of it cause it had started very much the same way. And he started, he was able to get to the phone and then they realized that having somebody, to kind of also experience it from the other side would make things stop. So hmm. he was actually able to go back to sleep. Man. Um, but so <laughs> he got to the point where he was afraid to fall asleep and even so much that he was afraid to close his eyes in the shower. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. He always felt people touching him even when he was awake. Um, and sometimes they would climb on him when he was laying in bed. Oh my god. He would feel pressure on, like, his legs. No! And so Deborah, he would wake Deborah up and, like, Deborah <gasps> would, like, say, like, get off. And then eventually it would move. Yeah. Oh um, get out of here, ghost lady. And he would have, like, welts and bruises where they had touched him. What like, it was the also the ghost fuck? Guy. I don't know, babe. I think you need to stop worrying about people trying to fuck Tony. Okay. Because you're very concerned about Deborah fucking Tony and this woman trying to fuck Tony. <laughs> and now you're thinking maybe this ghost guy is trying to fuck Tony. Who I have already described as a perfect gentleman. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> so through this time, I'm thinking it's during the like shows kind of thing because they ended up like she started to believe him and she said she would start to like take on what he was saying as like real. And so they became like a united front nice. and they found that that was starting to make okay. things get worse that like she was backing him up now. And they, because like at mm-hmm. the same time, I think Tony was going to a priest, even though he wasn't sharing anything that was actually happening. Oh wow. Like he wasn't telling them he was hearing voices. He wasn't telling them they were scratching like nothing about living inside the house. He just would go and like, I think talk about being angry because he was get he would live in this state where he was kind of getting very angry for no reason mm. and he'd feel better so like he was getting more support now and so they think that that was making it mad yeah um so yeah so you're not gonna like this oh no um so it started to get much worse and one day he fell asleep on the couch because Deb thought at this point he always felt better sleeping in the daytime when somebody else was home. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and so he fell asleep. Did he leave his job then? Or There was a lot of times where he was missing work. And it's like a different part of, of yeah. things that was starting to happen at the end where he would miss a lot of work for various things. Um, but at this point, he's asleep on the couch, and, like, Deborah's sitting at the other end of the couch, like, by his feet. And she said she's watching TV, and Tony sits up, stares at her, says, he's mine, and then lays back down. See? See? They're trying to take him away. They're trying to ghost home wreck. Ella's eyes... (laughs) This is a podcast, Ella. You have to talk. For podcast listeners. She's staring at the ceiling. You know what? Contemplating existence. This, this is not fun. This is what I signed up for. This is not fun. <laughs> um, she was very startled, and then, like, her brain tried to figure out what could be happening. And she's like, mm, maybe he's dreaming. And somebody was trying to take the baby, and he was like, no, that's my baby. And, um, but then, like, she later would realize that this was, like, a sign that, like, it was mimicking possession. Yeah. Like, she realized it later, and so she's like, this was, and it stuck out Mm -hmm. to her when she was writing the book. And, like, she's like, this is a moment that I was like, hmm. Hmm. Um... She often wonders if she was not allowed to think in certain ways and was purposely being kept, like, kind of dumb. Because looking back when she was writing it, she's like, I don't even know why I didn't think these things. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Minor manipulation of emotion. So all of this stuff was happening, and then, um, it would, like, when and it would it was happening all in the middle of people coming to film the house but when they came to film the house it would go back the activity would go back to that i'm just a cute prankful child energy and Man. i'm going to like slowly move things so like they were experiencing things that were not getting caught on camera yeah because it would go back to pretending to be a child 
working together. Um, I don't like this. And then after they would leave, their energy would go back to being very vicious and what Deborah can only say is trying to cause havoc. Yeah. Chaotic evil, whatever yeah. this is. Um, after the show's attacks got worse on Tony and he went to the hospital multiple times for various things, among other chest pain. Uh, and, like, they also just said life-threatening reasons. Um, oh which was goodness. keeping him from going to work, and so they were very worried about all that stuff. And so Tony talks about how they didn't exactly have a ton of money to move out of the house, even when he wanted to. Man. Um, Tony would often tell Deborah that he was worried that someone was going to get hurt, and that he was very worried it would be her. Um, and mm-hmm. he Valid. would get unreasonably angry with her, and he'd spend all day pissed and thinking horrible things about her. Man. Um, prepare yourselves. Oh, shit. One day it got, like, very bad, and he can't even remember why he was as mad as he was mad, but he was starting to get cereal, and he had poured the milk, and he was getting the cereal to put into the bowl with the milk. Oh. Oh, Cereal. Yeah. I thought you were t- saying like S E R I A L. No. It's like well, he's getting cereal. Oh no. no. I'm pretty sure he's gonna go for a like, knife cereal though. Cereal the food. It, it is a crime that he put milk before the cereal, but like <laughs> it's fine. Um, so he turns around with point. his cereal to put it in, and he finds a neighborhood cat drinking the milk from his bowl. No. Like this just sends him into a frenzy, and he grabs a knife and he kills the cat. And then he remembers himself being very proud of killing this cat. Oh, that's possession. And he goes to eat his cereal on the couch thinking, great, and now she's going to come home and see the fucking cat. Maybe I'll just stab her too. Oh, that's some some possessive shit. We're going, yeah, like full on Amity Yeah, like that's why he was so concerned. Um... He kept, like, he, the more he spent the, that day in the house, he was getting more and more angry. And then he went to get dressed because he had to go pick up Taylor from his parents. He happened to spend a few hours at his parents, and it, like, cleared from him. And he was like, I have no idea what the fuck I was thinking about. And he went, and he, like, cleaned up the cat, and he, like, buried it, and, like, dealt with it, and, like, didn't didn't do anything. He has killed two cats while they've lived in I don't this think house. He's killed two. I mean, I guess like the first one was an accident. He didn't shove the cat in there, but yes, two cats have died in this house. Was it one of his? No, this was a neighborhood cat. Oh boy. So like that, I don't know what happened. The first one was his. <sighs> um, but you know, just the fact that he got to spend two, like a couple hours out of the house was enough for him to become himself again. Man. Should there be, like, a trigger warning for animal violence? I'm gonna definitely, like, put, like, the, like, you know, explicit comment, explicit com- content or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I, I've warned people coming forward. Like I said, I was like, prepare yourself. I just didn't know what that meant. Um, mm-hmm. two days after the cat incident, Tony was walking upstairs in the hallway And he feels a great force rush at him from behind, and he gets launched towards the rail of the stairs. Oh, no. Um, His hips slammed into the railing, and he, like, kicked out two of the, like, poles 
thing, and he still has no idea why he didn't fall over and plummet. Um, he thinks that it was... This thing is, like, full-on trying to kill him. Fully tried to, like, push him over. And, like, the only thing they can think is that him praying so much recently, like, they think it was some type of divine intervention. And they, he went to Deb with it, and they said, this is probably a sign... And it was the last straw, and they, like, the next day they went and got listings. Yep. And they moved out Halloween of 1994. Mm-hmm. His hips don't lie. They told him, get out. So, like, they were, like, done. Done. <sighs> so, um, that's all to Tony's side of it. They mentioned something in the book about something happening in 1995. I have looked... And look, she did not write another book about it that I can find. And it's not mentioned other places, so I don't know what happened. Um, but that's what happened in that house. And the house still exists. So yeah, so this book came out in 2010. And when it was released, they still didn't know the identity of Sally. Like where she had come from and why she was there. And so that's when Deborah starts thinking, like, that probably should have been a clue that nobody could find out exactly who the Sally yeah. was that was living Sally's in the house. Sally's a front. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Demon. they can't really tell if she was actually a girl or if there was something just hiding behind it. Um, oh, yeah, I know. A girl would kill a cat and possess people and be super fucking malicious. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. It's I, I'll t- Let's talk about it when I'm, like, done with everything but um okay okay so but if you look up the house on it'll take you to the atchinson's like historical page and they have some story about sally being a young girl who was brought by her mother to the doctor who lived and worked in the house because he had a she had a ruptured appendix and that she happened to die on the table and like um the doctor had had to start cutting into Sally before the pain meds kicked in, and so that she had been, like, like, thinking, she had died thinking she was being tortured. I have no idea it, where they got this Yeah, story. that sounds like bullshit. Like, oh, um, this sounds like a good explanation. I don't know if they brought, and, like, I don't know if they did bring in another psychic, because, like, maybe that was a story a psychic told, but if that was, I don't know why they didn't say a psychic has discovered this. Because the other psychics that went into the house, Barbara said that um, Sally had a toothache and a pain in her foot that she thought she might have died with those pains. Another one said that her lung hurt, um, which none of that has to do with appendicitis. Yeah. Like, I guess maybe that the the doctor, thinking the doctor was, like, torturing her could explain why she was uneasy around men, but I also think that was bullshit. Yeah. Um, Because, like, mm -hmm. what even creates a demon? Do, like, can ghosts become them? I'm I'm not Mm -hmm. versed in that. My guess would be that they already existed and they... Oh, I I have no clue. Yeah. But Deborah did extensive research on, like, people who could have died in the house. So did the shows that came in to investigate. Yeah. And no one's really been able to figure out who the hell was Sally. Um, the house has not had new tenants and Deborah and Tony lived in it. Good. Um, and it has sat unoccupied ever since. The town of Atchison made it a tourist spot and you can schedule self-guided tours in the daytime or you can book it to stay overnight. I was going to say. 
Um, they do require that you have a waiver before you enter it. Makes sense. In case something happens. Mm-hmm. That is terrifying. Yeah. And the house is next to it? Of what? Are they still there? No, they, when they, when they moved, yeah. they moved, like, a few blocks away in a different house. I don't know where they live now. I well, chose to not look into that so they had their own space. No, I mean the neighbors. I mean, was it like a yeah, like everything's a still there suburb or something like that? I think so. So yeah, it's still there and the people still live next to it. Oh boy. Um, Josh, you should look at a picture the house of looks it. Creepy. It's creepier in like, the pictures. It has, it has one of those like I hate these houses where it has like one window at the top of the the second no. floor that just looks like something's watching you. No. Hate it. It's also white and it has a tree. You should just have him watch the Buzzcats on that episode. Mm -mm. I kind of go back and forth on whether or not I think Sally was like a real girl that some demon was hiding behind or if I actually think she was a girl because nothing seemed to really happen to the family that lived there before them and like the girl knew of Sally. But then the, the mom did also say that she smelled something foul in the house, which is something I've been told is de- depictive of a demon presence. I, I haven't smelled that before. but mm-hmm. It's like, I've been told it's supposed it to smell me. like sulfur or rotting meat. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, I've heard that what, what too. That? I've yeah, heard that too. Super natchy. So, I don't know if there's truth well, to that. I don't know, but I just don't understand why they could have lived there and had nothing happen. Maybe it's because it was a single mother and it would have it wanted Tony and it, so it would have attacked the father figure. I don't understand. Yeah, I'm guessing it just wanted Tony. But yeah, like considering that we also don't know if they were hiding anything. Oh, maybe they did. Oh, that's a good question. They the mother did come. I think it was the third or fourth time that sightings came to the house. They did come back and she gave an interview about Ooh. her time. And I don't feel like it was ever espre- expressly big, but I didn't. I didn't watch the episodes because I had a lot of information yeah. already, and I didn't want to take a ton of what they themselves had for their episodes. I just wanted mm-hmm. the story of what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I don't. I don't know. I go back and forth. It is. I wonder if maybe. If maybe um, it was a girl and maybe they had a portal in the house. Because, like, I don't know how Barbara... Like, full-on Paranormal Activity mm-hmm. 5 going through the wall. I don't kind know. Of I just really wonder because, like, why was Tony hearing a bunch of voices? But they only had, like, one and then two. And then at the end they ended up having three spirits that someone could find. Like, you know, the child, the man, and the woman. So I don't really know. Yeah, I'm where thinking maybe it's from. at a ley line or at some kind of gateway. Yeah. So, yeah. And I also wonder if maybe Tony had some abilities that he had never been aware of because of the fact that he was able to hear all those things, see apparitions. Possible. And he was having, like, full on, like, paranormal dreams. Yeah. So well, I, I wonder. Does that mean you have, like, abilities? I think maybe like, he's, like, on the, like, he's some type of psychic, so he's a little bit open to that, 
plain, I guess. What does that make me? I don't know. I don't know what it makes me, and I don't know what it makes Ella. I just think that there's certain people that maybe are more aware of whatever that existence is. Yeah. Whoa. But I don't, like, I haven't really, I haven't really talked to other psychics. I haven't really, like, even looked into it. That's just kind of what I get at, because there's some people who can just see things and experience things. I know a lot of people who have what they would understand is like very strange dreams that are either prophetic or something. Totally. Hey. And like that's typically where me and Ella fall into it. I've never seen a ghost. I've never heard a ghost. But I also don't seek that out. I have we felt a ghost. We also hear stuff though. I have felt a ghost. So has mom. Um, like, I went to Louisiana with Ellie, and we felt like one of those, like, cold balls outside of a grave. And it was Louisiana in July, so it was very warm, so there was no reason that this certain spot under a tree would have been, like, 40 degrees. Or that time in Pennsylvania with the cousins. These are all stories yeah. for another time. So that is the Sally House. Man. It is not fun. It was not a good time. Ooh. I don't think you should go there. And if you guys write to us saying that we need to go there nope. and spend the night, gross. <laughs> we will no. not. <laughs> gross. gross. I'm not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even know how they got Just immediately rejected. To go sleep overnight. I might walk around. It was his one demon sacrifice. I don't even really want to go in there in the day. Yeah, but, no. like, I I would be more inclined to do that than sleep over. I don't want to do it. Oh, for no sure. Thanks. I'm Especially since that means I gotta go to Kansas. I'd be super okay. <laughs> yeah, <it's probably laughs> Honestly, though, the, the town Valid. of Atchison looks darling. It looks like a little old, old, old town. And I hope it's cute. It looks cute looks like a place that you would go and you'd get some ice cream and you'd walk around in stores and then over there is our haunted house <laughs> like internationally haunted could definitely kill you super easy perhaps or in nursery that's why i said this is an on fi- this is tony's on fire shirt in the nursery <laughs> oh i told her i was like that's oh funny <laughs> I feel like, yes. The whole house mm-hmm. was an on-fire garbage can. Yeah. Just just all of it. So many different fires. All right, may I share my thoughts? Okay. Okay, so... Go for it. I... The word... Like, the credibility I'm most inclined to believe is the woman who was able to get the... Uh, to send the two spirits away. The three. Oh, yeah, because she didn't send Sally. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I don't think Sally was a benevolent nor a neutral spirit of sorts. I think she was probably a demon. Um, just doing tricks and stuff and then just, like, being a little shit. And then, like, modifying... No, not modifying. Manipulating Deborah's brain, whether it was her or the other spirit, um, into... Being letting her enable this terrible behavior, like oh man, 
And yeah, the whole thing with the other uh, woman spirit. Yes, I was joking around a lot. No, I don't think the ghost was going to want to bang him. But there was something very possessive. Yeah, I and agree with you. So like, that's why when I was so surprised, I was like, wait, oh, it's, it's yeah, it's not a sexual thing. It's just like total possessive control. Uh, oh gosh. I wonder if that woman, when she said, I'm going to get, was maybe saying, like, I'm going to get you, and that even is, like, terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Don't finish that sentence, lady, please. Unless it's like, I'm going to get you some ice cream. Have a sleep. <laughs> Have a grand nap. <sighs> yeah. I, I don't like it, especially since she formed from a bunch of dust specks and had, like, black lace gloves. Like, all of that doesn't sound like I need to be here for anything. Nope. It sounds like the woman in black with Daniel Radcliffe. Just everything about that. I don't like mm -hmm. it. Well, final thoughts? Um. No. No. <laughs> no. Nope. There's a big no. Nope. Big nope. Nope. Just a Zero Is this the big nope? Biggest nope so far? You know what? I think so. Yeah, I definitely was just like, that, I... In, like, yeah. in terms of, like, absolutely fucking not, this takes the top, but in terms of, like, why would anyone fucking do this? It would have to be vampires. <laughs> because that is still a slap in the face every single time. I love that episode. That and 3AM idiots. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of those too, but no, I think this one takes the cake. Um I I always talk about like to my friends who were at the possession incident. Um we were like, "Hey, cuz the way we interpreted it is that we saw proof of just something beyond this life." And we all interpreted that as proof that God exists because we saw it as, like, we used, we called on, not used God, because, like, the whole used God thing is, like, a very toxic theology, I think. We asked God to take these spirits out of the person, and um, we thought, and I, I still believe this, that he did that. Uh, I mean, I definitely think that, they did that what was helping Tony was... His prayer, yeah. even if you don't believe in God, I think just the fact that he was believing that it was going to help him was enough for it to actually help. Yeah. And the fact that he had a very religious mother who was praying for them the whole time, and eventually that he was going to a priest for at least some type of solace, even though he wasn't telling him all the things that he probably should have been telling them. Mm-hmm. Um... So I think that there is something in, even if you don't believe in God, if someone believes in it that, or just believes in that this mm -hmm. thing is going to help me, I think it would do it. Yeah. Like, I think if he... Yep, just accept it and be like, thank you for helping me. Like, yeah. yeah. Just like, leave it at that. More evidence of that. So we always talk about, like, when we're just talking about just straight up theology, that we think that because so many religions look so similar and like ethnocentrism is a toxic way to think that we 
you and I are Christians. And Ella. Oh, well, Ella believes the same thing that I believe. Yeah. Okay, so you and I identify as Christians. Mm -hmm. The Native woman uh, could have a religion that came from just Native American practices. Probably. Um, They did not know Christianity until white people came and tried to Christianize stuff. Mm -hmm. And so... Looking way back in history, like, if we check, just look at, like, religion in itself, they didn't know Jesus, these people knew Jesus, and whether they believed Jesus to be the savior or not, they believed in a higher power, and they called on that higher power to take out yeah. <laughs> evil. Like Yeah, like, the, the native woman who came to help said she had a shaman guide on the other side, so she was, yeah. like, in tune with it, and she had Guardian her Angel. own bigger thing to call upon to do it. And then Deborah, I don't even think, was religious. She, I don't know what she believed at the time. I don't even know that Tony was super religious, but he did believe in God. And so I think it's just a thing. Like, just believing in that something will help come get this out, even if it's just you're thinking about light. I think as long as you believe it's going to do the thing enough, it will probably do the thing. Yeah. So whether you're... Uh, Sikh, Christian, Jewish, agnostic, atheist. Um, I mean, it's probably a different situation if you're atheist. Uh, call on whatever higher power you think, or you believe in, or however you interpret what's out there, and just ask for help. And see what happens. Because when I called out, like, right, Jesus, long story short, please just take ask this, for help. this thing out of, like, take this hellhound away from me, boom, it was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't like demons. I, like, don't. I just don't mess with them. They, like... I watch so many scary movies, and they are the ones that get me. Like, those types of movies. I could watch a slasher movie. Yeah, we don't like demons. And, like, I might be concerned about this killer person, but, like, at least I can see it, and I can find it, or I can fight it, Yeah. and, like, I can get away from it. I have no idea where, like, a ghost would be. Well, that was a doozy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you don't, you don't have anything else you got to throw in other than no <laughs> pray for Tony hashtag pray for Tony <laughs> <laughs> poor Tony I hope Taylor's doing okay too I didn't look into the family after because I, I know they didn't want to be spectacles yeah. so I, I do think that they do some tours sometimes to talk about their experiences but I don't think I've seen postings in a while and then yeah. with COVID of course everything got stopped mm-hmm. there's a reason why I don't tell the demon stories that much it's like there's no way I'm going to open with that but some people do <laughs> yeah. you gotta find your audience if you want to do that but um, yeah let's tell them the things alright you can find us on Instagram at nope underscore I'm underscore scared follow us like us shoot us a DM we're always happy to chat with you And then if you have personal stories, hometown murders, suggestions, comments, questions, concerns, you can email them to us at nopeimscaredpodcast at gmail.com and rate, review, subscribe, follow, whatever, you know, the things. The things. (laughs) things. We're Um, very good at this. (laughs) Yeah. Hope you guys hated this. (laughs) Yep. Just as much as I did. Yeah. Just, just as much. I hope. Yeah. And I hope it was everything you ever, never wished for. Yeah. <laughs> or 
more if you do, um, if that's your thing, cool, I guess. Don't bring it up. <laughs> I mean, us. I enjoyed it. I definitely was... The fact that I had to stop reading the book because I was scared <laughs> in my house, very far away from Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. This this was this was fun and terrifying for me. Yeah. And if there's it's one thing It's truly an I can... experience. Right. Thanks for listening, guys. Yep. And come All back right. next week. Bye. See you later. Bye. Thanks for having me, guys. Bye. Bye.